never gets old. Almost Christmas, and we're here again today with another very exciting episode of Man Alive. Uh, I am your host, David Barack Hussein Obama, uh, and <laughs> that was a thing. Barack. Yeah, people would say my Same. last name like that, Barack, <laughs> instead of Brock. Yeah, you Anyways, can, you can't do that. Tomorrow. <laughs> James Harrell. <laughs> I mean, you got to insert an R there somewhere. And, and joining me as normal, per use, faithfully, is your other host. Yeah. James Harrell. <laughs> James Harrell. Hussein. Hussein Obama. Hussein Obama. <laughs> James James Harrell Biden. James Harrell. And just like him, I am sleepy right now. It's it's been a week. But it's, it's not been, been from sniffing little girls' heads. No, 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 so. no. No, it's it's from Just a, want to clarify. It's from something he wouldn't know anything about, uh working hard. Work. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. I know about work. Come on, man. No lie. That's not a joke. That kills me, man. You know that dude's line every time he says, no lie, it's not a joke. <laughs> you're like, you're a bold-faced pony soldier. <laughs> my, my, my personal favorite is uh, malarkey. <laughs> that, it just, uh, that phrase kills me. Malarkey. <laughs> you're wondering what this has to do with Christmas. Absolutely nothing. So nothing let's, dive, let's dive in. All right, so uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make a statement. I want you to, I'm going to volley you a statement, all right? And then I want you to respond, and we'll go back and forth in like manner. Uh, we'll put up the, the, you know, the chest timer, and we'll just go back and forth. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, we, we're we assuming that if you're listening to this, you have some form of... Um, Today's not going to be the first time you've heard of the name of Christ. Okay. That's an assumption that we're making if you're tuning in. Now, everybody has heard a statement like this. He is the reason for the season. He being Christ. Is that statement, okay, is that statement beneficial or not my hip fire reaction yeah it's not big enough okay he's the reason for just the season i understand yeah. i understand something behind that right uh he's the reason for christmas but it's not big enough okay all right so you took it somewhere completely different than what i was thinking well because my mind right now is on matthew too thinking about Wise men asking Herod, uh, "Where is he born, King, King of the Jews, King?" And that's why I say he, that's not big enough. Bookmark that because I want to come we're back. Gonna, to we're going to come back to it because yeah. I do want to get into Matthew too. But where, what do you take it when you hear someone say "reason for the season"? Well, I, I have two reactions. Right, one is yeah, of course. Um, the other is a genuine wonder and concern to a Christian. Does the holiday fever of Christmas take away the actual meaning of Christmas? And I guess that's kind of what I was wanting to kind of get the question from you. Um, is in your mind, 
does the candy canes, the Christmas trees, the stockings, the uh, Santa Claus, does that take away from Christ, uh, uh, Christ being the center of the season? I think, I kind of think about Christian music in a way. Okay. Right? If you listen to Christian music without having God on your mind or in a worshipful attitude to God, um, isn't that kind of the same thing? If you celebrate stuff without it being glorifying to God, yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's kind of how you are coming in a little. I think we both are coming in a little high in my mic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we might need to. I'm going to turn the the volume down on both of us a little bit and just really lean into the mic. All right. You mean I can't just relax while doing a podcast? No, no, oh, you're going to have. I got to. the work. Yeah, lean uh, forward. <laughs> And just lean with re- me now. Do what do what you were never supposed to do when you ate dinner and le- rest on your oh. elbows. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say dance like Michael Jackson, just lean forward. <laughs> Son, if I was gonna talk about leaning in music, it'd be lean with it, rock with it, lean with it, rock with it. So so <laughs> back to the subject at hand. I think you're trying to hit on like consumerism or an overemphasis on materialism, right? Is that part of what you're talking about? Lean into your mic. Is that part of what you're talking there about? Yeah. Like like I want your mustache hairs to like get caught on the right the cushion when you're talking. All right. Yeah, there I'll eat go. this mic. Yeah, there you go. That sounds good. All right, come on. So materialism. Yeah, um no, not even. I mean, it is a part of the conversation, but I'm asking in a more vague sense. Um, I'll put it to you this way because I've gone back and forth on this. Here's a good example. Let's use Santa Claus. We never did tell our our kids that Santa Claus was real and that he's coming. In fact, we did the opposite. We said, "Hey, look, Santa Claus uh, was a real guy," uh, or or the what the what you see as Santa Claus was based off a guy named Saint Nicholas, who was an awesome guy. Right? He punched heretics, all that kind of fun stuff. That's right. Um, uh, loved the poor in his community and gave gifts and that and that kind of thing. So and taught reindeer how to fly. So, um, you know, we tell him, you know, this is who this guy, the guy that that Santa Claus is based off, Saint Nicholas, wanted to bring glory to God, hmm. right? And um, but there is no there is no guy who comes down chimneys and 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 flies with reindeer and that kind of thing. But there are some people who do tell their kids that. And we don't say things like, well, they just lie to their kids. We don't feel that way. You know, we say, look at it as a game that some people want to play with their kids. And we decided to just be honest and tell you the truth instead of playing the game with you. You can still have fun with Santa Claus. Like, we're not trying to say Santa Claus, you, you can't, um, you know, we don't want you to, to be like, Santa Claus is the devil, mama, you know. We just want you to know who he is and what he's based off of. And 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 there again, point you to Christ. So in this uh, uh, story that I'm telling, this analogy, um, we we felt like it's fine to know about Christ. I mean, uh, obviously Christ, but Santa Claus, it's fine to know about him. It is a good thing to even use your imagination and think of him. You know, um, uh, you know, just the other day, you know, my son who's never believed in Santa Claus, it's like, so how's he supposed to get down the chimneys again? You know, and we're like, it's magic. Why can we say that? Because he knows it's fake. Yeah. It's you know, a we're sto- not, it's a story. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. fun, imaginative. It's like, it's like daydreaming about Narnia or something, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's not. Um, and so that's how we've handled it. We've not gone to the extreme of, well, I, you, if you rearrange the, the Santa, it spells Satan. You know, and we haven't, and but we haven't set. You know, we didn't go um, full bore, uh, elf on a shelf, <laughs> you know, and, and and that whole shebang. Um, an, another reason was we never wanted our kids to think, and this was probably the the more important actually. Now that I think about it, um, reason we we didn't want our kids to to think about Santa Claus in this way is because we didn't want to train our kids up in a work faith mentality. Mm, the the naughty nice aspect yeah uh-huh, yeah, yeah. That, that that I've never thought about that but that that does make a sort of sense yeah um you know we wanted you know 
you're getting gifts because Christ was a gift to us, and and we want to yeah. yep. celebrate His birth. Yeah, and so like the wise men brought gifts for Christ, um, we want to give gifts to you, and and, and, and that's that the way be, we go about it. That would be a reason where if someone just said, "Don't you think it's too materialistic?" and my reaction is to say, "No." Because it represents, yeah, Christ giving the greatest gift of all to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a part of it is really pointing out things in Christmas. Yeah, and rerouting them back to Christ. Yeah. So these things were put in in our tradition for a reason. Most of them have been hijacked and rerouted away from Christ. Yeah, like Santa Claus. So what we want to do is at, at me and my household, right? What we're trying to do is reroute them back to Christ. Yeah. Um, I genuinely, honestly, I do not believe that Christmas was a hijacked pagan holiday. I, my study of history and my understanding of, of, of how Christmas came about is Christians celebrated the birth of Christ in December. Yeah. Uh, as Christianity became more and more popular, and it started uh, 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 overtaking these pagan towns. These people who celebrated things like Salyunate, Sal, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Sal, uh winter solstice. Right. Uh huh. Right. Um, the 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 people who who were celebrating those things kind of went. Um, you know, it's like if you if you're an American. And you get saved, it doesn't mean you're not an American anymore. And you carry some of that stuff with you. Now you can't say it's on par with the gospel, right? Right, right. And you can't say that if you're not doing this, you're not a Christian. But there, you know, you can go to a church in Africa, and in some ways it's going to be beautifully the same, and in other ways it's going to look completely different. Yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe you know, different instrumentation, different. Uh, uh, you know, instead of a suit, they're wearing those colorful African dress wear. Right. You know that, that robes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tradi- but that, that tradition mean, and culture, right? Yeah, that doesn't make it any more or less valuable than the suit. Yeah, or or the 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 polo shirt. You know, and and so, um, when we're when we're talking about these things, Christianity is moving in onto pagan territory. And some of the pagan traditions that did not just out and out insult God kind of got we woven in. Right. And we see this everywhere Christianity goes. Um, so what would be an example of this? Uh, are you are you talking about the Christmas tree or the candy cane or the light? What, what would be a good example? Oh, um, the date is probably the best example. Okay. The date is probably the best example. Like when they go... And the Christmas tree is demonic. Shut up! You have no point. Like, like they go. The pagans used to have trees that they decorated as well. They also had candles. They also had hair. <laughs> they also had eyeballs. They also, uh, 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 you know, ate ate meat. I dare say you probably have more Yankee candles than the pagans of the twentieth century. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying it, it's. You know, well, it's like the Christian music that go, I just talked about. Yeah, right? we if, can't. If you're not glorifying God with whatever you're doing, whether it be celebrating Christmas, exactly. or or not celebrating anything, yeah. if you're not doing it to the glory of God, there is no neutrality. It's yes. either good or evil. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. And so, what? Are, where are you pushing it? Right? Are you right. going to push it more towards the evil, or are you going to push it more towards the good? And so, the date of Christmas is a date that Christians have celebrated for 1,800 years or so. I may not be spot on with that date, but but approximately. We have celebrated it for a very long time mm-hmm. in December. Um, and that's changed, right? You got uh, Advent and you got seven days of Christmas, I mean, uh, 12 days of Christmas and you got, so that's, that's even changed somewhat within uh, modern, more modern, history to being actually just one date on the 25th right and and so I, you know i'm not gonna go 
well, I, I hate Christmas because pagans had trees too. I'm sorry, I'm not. That's not a that's not a convincing argument to me. Um, does this tree bring glory to God? Yes or no? And that goes back to what you were saying. Yep. Does this tree bring glory to God? Why do we have a tree? You want to know the honest to God reason we have a tree? Because they're nice. Period. Yeah. We have a tree because they're nice and they smell good. We get real trees for the most part. The last the last two years, somebody gave us a fake tree. So now we just catch ourselves burning tree candles. I mean, it, go, it goes back to the culture. It goes back to the culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we have this day set aside. And as Christians, we're going to use it to yeah. recognize the incarnation of our King, yeah. of Christ, yeah. right? And we're going to do it to the glory of God. And I can make up some stuff too, right? Like, like I could be like, "Well, the tree is what Christ died on," you know, or something of that nature, which I think people have done in the past. Yeah, but, I, but I actually don't know where the tree came from. I actually have no idea. I think <laughs> in in Protestant denominations, uh, Martin Luther. Hmm. And now I don't know how I don't know how true the story is, but from what I understand, Martin Luther actually put a tree, chopped down a tree, put it in his house, and put candles in it to huh. represent like uh, starlight. And so, um, I, that's what I've heard. I, I don't have I don't have the receipts to back that up, right? But that's what I've heard in the past, and have no reason to doubt what I've heard on that. I, my first thought went to he's, you're going about to tell a story of uh, the guy who cut down the tree. In uh, the um, there's a book by Andrew Isker that came out. Uh, what was it called? The, um, the not Bonifer. The Benedict Option. No, Benedict. It is Bonifer. Bonifer Bene- Option. Benedict, Benedict by yeah. the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonifer, so Bonifer Option. Option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> not connected. I don't, uh, yeah. I, and, and there again, man, it's just. Bring it back to Christ. Yep. Not every little thing. Some things can be just for fun and still bring God glory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, me and uh, Yeti had this conversation. We said everything ought to be for the glory of God, and God said, what about fishing? And we're like, why can't fishing be for the glory of God? Yeah. What's well, for me? Well, that doesn't mean you can't bring him glory in your enjoyment of fishing. Like the, 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 and, and so I can bring God glory in having a tree in my house once a year that looks nice and yeah. smells nice, are, right? Are you breaking any commandments, and are you doing it for the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be breaking any commandments, and you should be doing everything exactly. from that point to the glory of God. Exactly. And yeah. where else are you going to put your presents? Uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> or, or, I mean, just think of the wonderful antics that cats running in the house yanking on your ornaments yeah. and pulling the tree down. Now, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I will say this, and, and here again, not trying to make an argument that this is this is what we should do, but if you have a Christmas tree with white lights, I, I'm I'm all about the white lights. I love them. I like, I like eloquence. I know you can't tell that by my personality, but I genuinely do like eloquent things. That's why I married the wife I did. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, building up them brownie points. Yeah, she ain't listening. So <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> That's sad. That's so sad. Oh no, my no, wife no. doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> she doesn't. She's like, I hear from you every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what was that going? Oh, but the tree, the tree. Um, uh, 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 if it has the white lights, uh, it can look like the sky. And at the top of that tree, what do you put? You put a star. What is that star? The glory of God shining down from heaven. That's what I believe. I, I, I won't. We're, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it, I'm not going to yeah, sit there without, yeah. and go without a shadow of a doubt. Anybody who disagrees with this is going to hell. That's that's not my where I'm at on that. But I do believe genuinely that the the star that was in the sky was the glory of God shining down on the newborn. Baby, almost look at it this way. I'm not. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm saying look at it this way. It's almost like Christ busting out of heaven, right? And the hole that he rips in the universe is exposed God's glory to our world as he comes and he's born in a major, you know. And, and there again, that's not what happened. It wasn't like Superman coming down out of the sky. But but it's just that, that mentality of trying to paint our minds in the sense of God in heaven 
burst from heaven yeah. into the world, right? And that glory of light is this small glimpse of the glory of heaven, which is God, shining down on earth what, during well, this you, time. You want to go there since we, we started on it? Yeah, I'll, let's go there. So but anyway, go. so that's at the top of the tree. That's at the top of the right. tree. It's, it's, it's symbolism. It's And that's something modern Christianity, let, I'll make this one point. Yeah. Modern Christianity has forgot about symbolism, right? Now, we can go too far like the Catholics and start making idols. But I think there's something to say about a reminder, a visual reminder yeah. of what God has done. Yeah. And I think a, 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 a putting a star at the top of a tree or an angel, right? Because or, or a candy cane. I mean, there's. I remember... I remember you had a candy cane at the top of your tree? Hanging on the tree. Oh, hanging on the I, tree. I remember reading a children's book many years ago. About what, the J? About the candy cane. The candy cane. Right. J the, the, the man, stripes. The man opens up a candy store. The kid's real excited, but someone's asking about the candy canes. Either they hadn't never seen them before, or they were asking the guy what his favorite candy in the store was, and he shows the candy cane. Yeah. Tells the Christmas story through it, right? Okay. He, he obviously looks like a J. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. He talks about the incarnation of Christ, but also looks like a shepherd's staff. Yeah. A yeah. cane, right? Yeah. A- and he talks about Luke chapter two, which we'll we'll get to in a little bit. Um, that's one that I clearly remember. The red and the white being like the blood and the white. I think the, that was the, part yeah. of it too. Uh, I need to we find have, that book. That's, we that have was this a good sweet book. little girl in the church. I won't mention her name, but we have this sweet little girl in the church. She's giving out candy canes last Sunday. She uh-huh. goes, "Jace for Jesus." Jace for Jesus. As she's hey. handing out the Christmas. It's just it's a it's a beautiful little thing yeah. coming from her. It was a it was a sweet little thing. Um, and it was a symbol. Yeah, I, right? I think I think that's what we need more of. In a modern sense, there again, um, the one of the hard, the hardest thing to do in the Christian walk is remain between the lines, is yeah. to ha- be balanced. And so we don't want to carry it too far, like the Catholics or the Orthodox people, yeah. to where we've turned these things into idols, yeah, or Tolkien, uh, not tokens, but um, uh, no, that's right, uh, that's right. Things, things that, like if I said, this had abused the power of Christ. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. What, is that what is um, a token? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know we don't we don't want to do that. Yeah. But it is good to say, hey, you know, Christ Christ came from heaven. The angels announced it. The star showed us Christ. It shined upon him. Like those are good symbolisms that we could use. Yeah. And 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 I don't I don't I don't have a problem with any of that. I think but you do need to bring it back to Christ. Right. You do and need and to specifically bring it back to Christ. so as Christians we call this the incarnation. Yes. Christ being made That's not flesh, the milk. Right. God being made flesh. Christ. Right prophesied in the Old Testament. Um my mind wants to go I don't know which one to go to first. I can go to Matthew chapter two or I can go to Luke chapter two. I'm not sure which one to hit first. Which one you get one hit first. Uh, let's go to Matthew. Matthew? All yeah, right. I'm already turned there. So we're going to go to Matthew. And I, I really want to start in chapter 1 and just read verse 18 onwards. And I'm a fast reader, so we'll get through it. Now the birth of Jesus Christ came took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Bum, bum. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. That's a deep statement within itself. Like, yeah. like that. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, Keep but going. I do. But, but, but he had to write. He was saying that he could either have had her stoned for this mm-hmm. or done it quietly. And because he was a just man, he did not want to have her murdered or, or put her to any more shame than what was necessary. Yeah. Just imagine the confusion here. I mean, really, in a real sense. Yeah, I mean, here you are. You've got this 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 woman who, for legally, is basically married to you. You have not had relations with her yet. Yeah. Because you're not physically married yet. Um. Yeah. You, you haven't declared the covenant. I, I suppose. Yeah. However you want to say. What it. is it? Uh, it has been inaugurated, but not um, not uh. <laughs> we, we say this about Christ. Started but not completed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyway, um, anyways, her husband, let's see, 
As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us, and that is the prophet Isaiah. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Anything you want to say about that before we hit on the wise men? No, I said let's let's move ahead just time All right. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Yeah, I want. I want. I do want to say one thing. Your says wise men. I like magi better. Yeah, because um, we we think, right, that these were actually men who were magi, and and before that became like magic, it was these men who who were a part of Babylon. There was uh, this yeah. kind of priestly. The same people, people that Daniel would have been placed in charge of. Exactly. By Nebuchadnezzar. Exactly. This is that same. He was head of uh, the Magi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, whatever you want to call it. This. Uh, so it makes this, sense that his Daniel's prophetic writings. Connects to the incarnation. Is why these yeah. men Magi. So we don't want to just go wise men in other words they were like uh smart uh, or not yeah smart wise fellows who right. scholars yeah uh, and they yeah. were more than that yeah they were part These of a are, group and, and with a lineage that directly linked them to daniel yeah so anyways all not, that's not necessarily not necessarily um physical descendants of daniel it like part of no that no no group. but the magi yes. tradition the tradition was, was yes. from um Daniel, Daniel being the leader of it, would have yes. heavily influenced it uh, to a, to a, to to um, be more godly. And over time, like things do, they probably strayed away from that as other men took charge of it and yeah. that kind of thing. But there was this strong. It, it's it's how the Magi. You're like, well, how did men from Babylon area know about uh, the star? Yeah. Because yeah. they come from the tradition exactly. of Daniel. Exactly. They, I mean, they had his writings. So, anyhow. And we can we can spend a second here talking. So, they're in the East, right? They're, among other things, they are astronomers. Mm-hmm. There's no telescopes yet, but they, with what they're able to use and tell, they're among they the best. They probably understood the, the stars as good as we do with our Oh, I'm sure they knew more constellations than I do. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. I mean, for for sure. sure, what we know, yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> they're, they're studying these stars. And one day they see something different. Now, some translations say we saw his star rising in the east. Well, they're from the east, so how would they have known to go to Jerusalem? And uh, there's there's two big school of thoughts where the star just it was different from what they had seen, mm-hmm. or the one that I like that Jason Lyle talks about. Everybody in the galaxy every celestial body rises in the east yeah because of how our earth spins the sun the moon what? everything rises in the east because of how our the world earth spins. spins it's not flat i'm sorry <laughs> uh, unless it's like a quarter flipping but that's a all right let's shoot that rabbit that's <laughs> <up here. laughs> anyways anyways so jason lyle he theorizes that this star rose from the west hmm that's interesting I have, I have not heard Be, that. He talks about how the Greek here actually doesn't say we saw a star in the east. It actually says it just rise. We saw a star rising, and that's what yeah. ESV translates it. We saw his star. Uh, where did I see it? Uh, da, 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 da. We saw his star when it rose. Yeah, doesn't say east or west. Just it rose. 
And so if they saw a star coming up from the west, they yeah. would have been like, hold up. <laughs> wait wait a minute. Now, Bible doesn't confirm or deny. This is just a theory. Yeah. Um, it could just as well have been they saw it fly over their head from the east, and it was not at all like the other stars. And they yeah. knew from their studies that there's something about in, in Jerusalem, yeah. in that land, there's going to be a king of the Jews. Yeah. And, but you could well, say that. I would, I would, ahead. I would shoot as far as, um, holding what you just said, but, but it says his star. Yeah. Whose star? The king's. The king's star. And so when this star came about, it was something that they were looking for. Not just in the sense of like, hey, a, a new star or something, um, but it was it was something so distinctive that they went, that's it. it either that's that, it. either that, or they studied and said, hey, it's talking about this right in this scripture yeah. that we. And hit. that's what I mean when yeah. I said it's that's it. Yeah, the it is the right. star that we've been right. looking for, and then they started traveling. Yeah, yeah. So they, either way, they started moving to the west because uh-huh. they're coming out of Persia area. That's where we think they are. And they're coming to... Some people call it Medo-Persian. You sure. Call it they're coming to <laughs> the area of... They, they stop in Jerusalem and they ask, and I'm assuming at this point that it, either they're not sure where the star went or what because they ask Herod. Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. they're having to ask for directions. Yeah. So they stop and they ask... Uh, where has where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw a star when it rose and have come to worship him. Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the people, the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. I, I would. The other part of that may have been because they were expecting a king. They went to the palace. Yeah. Right. And they would have said a king is born in a palace. Or just asking. You, you who, see what I'm saying? Or just asking who the authority is. Whoever the authority in the land is, right? Just well, asking I, them. I, I tend to go back to they're expecting a king to be born over this region. Right. They go to where the king of that region should be. If now, the next I'm, verse didn't say Herod had to summon them secretly, right? So they may not have gone straight so, to so Herod to begin with. Read but it we again. Yeah. Read it again. <clears throat> Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'll back up some. Yeah, back up. All right. Uh, when Herod, the king, let's see, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, and they, they say what they say, then it goes, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. All right. No, 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 no. You, you skipped. They, they said oh, what they said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, saying, yeah. where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Yeah, so they came to him first. Asking. It just says came to Jerusalem. Where do you think they went? <laughs> they went to Herod. They, they might have gone to Herod or just and then, and then, just and then Herod is talking about, I don't know, because he's an Edomite. He's talking about, I'm not sure. He oh, that's his, another good point. There's some people who say that Herod actually weren't even Jewish, that he wasn't. he stole the throne or bribed his way into it. Well, I mean, it's and that's well, not, conjecture, but not that, this that's, Herod. Yes, but no, this, no, no, this one, no, his father. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, but it would have been. It would have been. He wouldn't even been, be the rightful, the rightful person yeah. on the throne. Yeah. Well, that, that's I mean, conjecture. He was, he was, though. I don't know if the Bible well, no, specifically I mean, says that. The, the Bible doesn't, but history tells us yeah. that the Herodian dynasty was a um, was built by. I don't remember the exact history, but basically it was a p- political, it was politically motivated with Rome. Mm. And so the Heredi- the um, uh, Herodian dynasty 
Um, because if you read, I mean, there's several Herods out the text of the New Testament. Right, right. And and they 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 it wasn't like this is the line of David, right? This was uh, a man from this area who had I want to say uh, won some battles and wars and that that kind of a th- deal. Regardless, he was uh, politically uh, uh, high up in within Rome. Right. He says, "Let me take care of it." You know, basically. And I'm not giving the exact history because I, I'm, it's it's vague in my head. It's floating around. Right. But. Um, so can you imagine when they came and asked, you know, when he heard them ask him, where is he was born king of the Jews? Yeah. How worried he got. Well, I mean, it says. I mean, it says. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, they go to Jerusalem. They're asking. They're, they're, who do they go to? They're, they're, they're going to Herod because, here again, just. Logically following the the text, you've got them going to Jerusalem. Who are they asking? They're not going to go. And here again, it's not three guys going into Jerusalem by the, by by night. Well, and, they're, and they're the probably they're probably these going men are going in day, with a, these these guys are coming in with a whole entourage. Oh yeah, yeah. These guys. That, I mean, and here again, here's some. You know, you're using history for context and understanding what. But these men would have came in with an army. Yeah, that yeah. if they had decided that they wanted to, they could have just raided the place or or started doing a, uh, a revolt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. So, and these it weren't men, just three. Yeah. it weren't just three wise men like the Christmas cards say. Exactly, and so yeah. they they bust up in there, and with this whole royal form of of entourage, right, with soldiers and and the whole shebang, right, and. And so, who are they going to? Well, they're not going to the peasants. That that would, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to some little boy. It's not like three little boy. It's not like three kings. Some little boy drops his ball, rolls out there in the street. And they're like, "Hey, little boy, can I ask you where the king may be?" You know, it was sure. It, sure, you're, I, I you're see, I see at, what you're saying. You're at, looking at these men coming into town. Herod would have had his own. It, it would not have been a surprise to Herod. Herod would have been not been like, "Hey, where do these people come from?" He'd have had a crowd this large. He'd have been well well aware of them days before they got there. He would have had a a, a, a group meeting them, bringing them to his temple. The question is asked. He doesn't know. He sends them away. He 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 finds that everything out. Then he's then he secretly, and this is where this part comes in. This is where he says, "Hey guys, come here." Oh, because he's, read he's that. hatching read the that. plan, we right? Yeah, we hadn't read that part yet, so, so we so, need to read that. Well, well, let me finish, and then you can All right, read go it. But, go ahead. So now he's saying, "Oh, there's a there's a there's a king born in Bethlehem." I got it. I'll call the wise men back or the magi back. I'll tell him I want to worship him, worship him as well. And so, but he doesn't want, he doesn't want everybody to know why, because what did it say? He became, he became scared and all of Jerusalem with him. Now, Jerusalem wasn't scared in the same way he was. Jerusalem was scared because Herod is nervous. And when Herod's nervous, he kills people. Mm -hmm. When Herod is nervous, he kills people. He's killed some of his own children. He's killed his wives. He's killed... I mean, As he does we'll not mind yep. murdering people. And so when Herod gets an itchy trigger finger, so to speak, yeah, the whole political system gets nervous. And so, um, sorry. I know I know that's a lot of context no, you're to be fine. adding into you're fine. it, but 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 um and, and he he learns, you know, he he ascertains what the wise men are looking for. Yeah. He he asked he asked his scribes, "Hey, What's he talking about? What are they talking about? Summon, he said, then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. I know this is a stupid illustration, but you think of uh, Aladdin. Okay. When he comes in and it's like, and he's on elephants and it's. I haven't watched. I haven't watched da, it. You've not seen Aladdin. I, I've seen it, but not recently. Okay, I haven't well, watched it in a very long time. He comes marching into town, and I mean. Now he's coming to marry the the princess, but still, I mean, the, I think that's probably a, without the 
without the elephants and the singing genie. You know what I mean? Right. But but this is the type of thing that would have happened. Right. It's it's this huge force, not marching in to to conquer, but coming to um. But but coming and and, and I mean the red carpet would have been laid out for these guys. I mean yeah. it, it would have been it would have been doors open. We you know. Um, because that's how that's how things happen back then. And, and it's important it's important for people for listeners to understand how how big these guys were, how great and awesome and majestic they were. Yeah. Because of what happens when they meet. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> he sent them. Herod sent them to Bethlehem, saying, "Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I may too, that I too may come." And worship him. When I tell my children, when I'm reading my children stories like this, I always tell them, "Hey, say bad king, bad king." And then, and then when I read this part, I always go like this: "Tell me where he's at, so that I, uh. I can come and worship him too." <laughs> right? Because I, I, I want them to picture in their head what's going on here. You're right? So much more theatric than I am. <laughs> I am very just. Here's facts. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where are we at? Ah, here it is. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place the star where the moved. child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now, I want to contrast this with what's about to come okay. next. Because they see the star, and they're they're happy. Yes. They're rejoicing with exceeding joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're theatrical. <laughs> they're happy. But what happens when they actually meet the child? And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Yeah. Now, that's my, my, my oldest daughter when uh, she did a live nativity not too long ago and I've read her this story over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. I, I showed her what it, what it was like to fall down on your face. Right. In awe and reverence and fear. Yeah. Right. I, I demonstrated that for, her. I told her and she, she don't, you know, she's young. She don't understand a lot, but my, <laughs> my dad told me that, uh, when she was in the live nativity that their church did, uh, when it came time for the people to crowd around the stable, she was the quietest, like, just observant, most reverent person there. Yeah. Because she, she, whatever she understands, she she knew that this was a time for, for all. Yeah. For just falling down on your face all. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Going in, let's see, opening opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, why is this important? Now, we just can't, we just looked at how majestic these wise men were, these magi. And then they come to this maybe two-year-old baby yeah. Jesus, toddler Jesus, and fall down. Isaiah 60. Remember, these wise men are not Jewish. They're from Persia. Yeah. They're not they're Gentiles. This is Isaiah sixty, verse five. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Median and Ephah. Although some Sheba shall come, they shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news to praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebeleth shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance of my altar, and I will beautify my beautiful house. The Bible in the Old Testament over and over again talks about the nations coming, the Gentiles yeah. coming, praise to the king of the world. Yeah. And what we see here with the wise men, with the magi, what I take from this is showing, demonstrating what it looks like. Yeah. Maybe even a promise of things to come. Finally, 
the wise men are warned in a dream not to return to Herod. They departed to their own country by another way. I think ultimately what we want to pull from this is, at least as far as our conversation is concerned, when we're talking about Christmas and all the things that that involves, are you worshiping the king? Yeah. Are you worshiping the king? We bring gifts. That's fine. Trees. That's fine. December the 25th. That's fine. Um, in fact, I was working at your, uh, your, your place and one of the guys was like, uh, he's a Hispanic guy and he's like, do you, uh, do you do Christmas on the, on December 25th? And I was like, yeah. It's like, why? That's because the king has come, son. Yeah. Like, 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 what else am I going to do? The king has come. So we're going to put that on the shirt. The yeah. king has come, son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the king has come, son. And uh, he goes, well, why the like 25th? That. Why not April? I'm like, can you prove that it was in April? Well, no. Then why not the 25th? I, I, you know, well, I, let I me don't ask understand you a que- all let that. Let me ask you a question about that. Um, because if, if we found hard evidence. Okay. Hard evidence that. Christ was born in April, which a lot of people think he was. That Christ was born on a specific day in April. Would you be in favor of changing the date of Christmas? I wouldn't care. I, I, I that's how I feel about I, it. I, I honestly mean, would not care if if everybody wanted to do it, and I, I'd probably go along with. There's so many things like, and this is the honest to God truth, man. There's so many things worth fighting for, yeah, and against. Uh, the, the what day we celebrate the birth of Christ is not one of them. It, it just isn't. No, I, I mean, I mean, the, what the established got, culture has. We've got people who are who are murdering babies. We've got people who are lost and, and just fragrant, fragrant, fra- for a little bit of love. Flag, flagrantly, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what was it in Ohio? They put they put a, a demonic. Iowa, like, like Iowa, Iowa, yeah. Iowa, yeah. Put a demonic uh, uh, symbol of of Satan. You know, it's supposed to be a statue of Satan. Uh, you know, and, and then and then and then like guys who are supposed to be Christians are like, oh no, it's part of our our freedoms as Americans, freedom of religion. Yeah, it's like you don't understand freedom of religion. You you don't. Uh, our our forefathers would not allow atheists to be part of the government. They, when they say when and, they, and so you they think weren't they would allow a statue of Buddha when they yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. freedom you, of you religion. Think, you think you think they would allow uh, Satan statues? <laughs> I mean, so uh, anyways, um, we've got all this stuff going on as Christians right now, and 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 and, and I mean this: we are to be focused on bringing the gospel of Christ and making disciples of nations. This is the problem. And and this will be a quick tangent, but you know, we've been told that the great commission means giving the gospel to everybody, but it doesn't say give the gospel to everybody. It says to go out and make disciples of all nations, which means people who are saved need to understand what the Bible says, and how to apply it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it goes out to everybody that so that, you know, now that the gospel's in, uh, across the world, now we can all, you know, well, just Leah, stick our heads let's, between let's our clarify, knees. And, and, let's and clarify the, that just a little bit. The, 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 the gospel going out is one thing. Yeah. But You're not having be... discipleship if you don't have the gospel. Right. 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 But we've limited it to the gospel and not, it, it is no less than that. But it's much more, right? And would you so, would you even say it's a successful that discipling is a successful endeavor? What I mean by that is, so the gospel goes forth. That's one of those things where I go. But, I guess you could. I don't know if I'd say it. Well, the end, yeah. well, the end of Matthew it says, yeah. "Go out and make disciples." Yeah, yeah. Don't give out the gospel and hope. Really hope yeah, yeah. that it does it, it's it's more successful than that. Yeah. Like trust, trust God to make it work, kind of success. Well, I mean, anyways, that's a tangent, like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. but that's something but, I but, thought but of. the The reason the reason I brought that up is because there's so much to do. 
and and we are you know as Americans we're having arguments about are Christmas trees demonic or not yeah and I get it I get it man we we don't need to be doing things that are going to dishonor God but I think to call a brother ugly names is more dishonoring to God yeah than a Christmas tree right yeah because he disagrees with me about Christmas trees. And so um, I would say quit worrying about Christmas trees. We'll sort that out later. <laughs> right? Um, and 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 be giving the gospel. Um, and use, I think as Christians, I think, yeah, I, I think this is a good way to shut it out. Let's use Christmas as a form, a, a way, a means, if you will, to disciple the nations. Let Christmas be a tool in our arsenal to disciple the nations. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's out there. The whole world celebrates it. I heard, I heard just the other day, like the most... Uh, the most expensive Christmas tree on Guinness World Records, and I don't know, this may be old information, it may have changed, but at least at one time, was in Abu Dhabi by Muslims. And it's like, there's like Rolexes as ornaments and stuff like that. Oh my it's, goodness. It's bizarre. But, <laughs> wow. You know, it, the, the point being, it's out there. Why not use it? Not just simply to go, hey, look, toys, and it's the season, and you know, but actually say, okay, not just to simply go. I think I think there's nothing wrong with say he's the reason for the season and reminding people of that right and being like Merry Christmas. I have no problem with that. I think that's I think that's like the bare minimum. It, well, what you said, where I go, it's no less than that. It's and that, no less, and than that's that. why exactly. I said that it's not big enough. Yeah. Right. He's not yeah. just the reason of the season. That's he's a good the, callback. He's the Lord of Lords. Yeah. He's the King of Kings. So we're wrapping up. Why? Right? Why is it? Why is Christmas so important to begin with? Because it's the day that the King, or it's the day we celebrate the King coming to Earth. Yes. We're not saying it's the day that the King came to Earth. We're saying this is the day we celebrate the King coming to well, Earth. Well, turn. Go back to the Gospel a second. What's the Gospel? It's the crucifixion, resurrection of Christ. He went to the grave carrying your sins, came out of the grave and left your sins no there. Less it's no less than that. You don't get there without the yeah. incarnation of Christ. Yes. You do not get yes. there without Christ being born as a baby in a stable. Yeah. Surrounded by animal. Philippians chapter two, right? Yeah. Right. He he Philippians chapter two talks about this. Um uh, he humbled, I think this is Philippians chapter 2, it might be something else. He humbled himself to the point of death, even yes. the death of the cross, right? Yes. You don't get to the cross, you don't get to the resurrection, you don't get to the glorification of Christ without the incarnation. Exactly. And and, and, and that ahead. being said, as a Christian, I think we need to make every bit of a big deal out of Easter. Yeah. That that should be more than just uh, uh, going to your mama and eating and going to church. Yeah. That should be a holiday for Christians that is a huge deal, just like Christmas. Yeah. And we should have so much fun at Easter that the world goes, well, we want to have fun like that. Because that's what happened with Christmas. Um, Some of the Puritans were anti-Christmas, but they weren't anti-Christmas in the same way we are today. They were anti-Christmas because uh, at that time it was it was a, a reason to be a drunk and a bum and and it's kind of like new year's yeah the way the way we celebrate new year's or saint patrick's day you know that's how they used to celebrate christmas so the puritans saw that and they're like oh, no thank you but and so let's be honest we have made progress it's no longer that not here in america yeah. anyway and so um let's continue to make progress let's continue right. to, to disciple the nations with this let's continue but also let's have so much fun in what we're doing that the the world will go well why did they get to do that what why did 
Why do the Christians get to have so much fun? Right? And and this sounds bizarre. But most people, most people don't think something is fun unless somebody tells them it's fun. Okay? And what I mean by this is, you go jump off of a cliff into a water, right? Most people aren't going to go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Until they see one guy do it and he comes out of water going, that was amazing! And then everybody's like, I want to do it, I want to do it. You know, you know, nobody plays golf except for people who went, man, this is fun. It is. I want to have fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And, and that's just the way we are as people. Um, why does certain things on social media become popular? For no other reason than once they become popular, everybody wants to be a part of it. Oh, like a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Once something becomes popular, once something is known as fun, everybody wants a piece of it then, right? So let's do what's right. Quit trying to cater to the world. This is a big problem we have as as in the American church. That Christmas, Easter, everything. We're we're more concerned about catering to the world. Because we think, well, Easter isn't fun because, you know, so we have to give away, you know, cars <laughs> to get people to come to church on Easter. And, and have an Easter bunny mascot walking along the pews. Yeah, yeah. And, and my mindset's <laughs> like, dude, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It needs to be reverent. It needs to be, we're, we're not going to have Easter bunnies at our church service. Yeah. But people need to leave that church service going, man, that was amazing. That the, was so the, good. They need to see the joy. Yeah. Right? This might be a good note to close out on. Okay. Earlier today, we were talking about the veil being tore, right? Christ coming as priest. Yeah. We don't get to that part without the incarnation. What What's the bigger step to saying Jesus is the reason for the season? Why does the Christian have so much joy? Let me go to Hebrews chapter 10. This don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. To, I'll, I'll read it quick. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Talking about how the priest having to go every day, every day, every year to make sacrifices, right? Yes. Into the temple repeatedly. In these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible, impossible, for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. It is written of me in the scroll of the book. He does away. This is get down a little bit. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. Here's where our joy comes in. When Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. By one single offering from Christ, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified, and that's where our joy comes that's from. That's right. That's right. I, I personally... Uh, want to see us be more I like the word charismatic but it has another meaning yeah um but but more charismatic not in not in like uh speaking in tongues way but in a theatrical <laughs> no no not that's even my that. word I'm taking away from this James but, is theatrical um <laughs> In the sense of like, my love for Christ should be something that radiates from me. Yeah. My love for Christmas. Not the tree, although the tree is fine. Not the, the you know, I should be able to have a house full of lights and and Christmas trees and and, and silly hats and all that crap. And yet, my love for Christ, nobody ever asks, 
Well, I think he's getting confused. I, I think he's look more. He's more about the the consumerism than he is Christ. That should never pop in your head, even if that's the person I am, which I'm not. By right, the way, I right. am. I am not. Um, uh, people should see your love for Christ so much that they would never even dare think. Well, he's just about the the consumerism and the the silliness. That's right. And and that these things would just radiate up from us. I, I just I don't understand. Uh and here again, Christians are so doom and gloom right now. Yep. Yep. Christians are so doom and gloom. And that and that's not just a pre meal, post meal, optimism. Like guys who are like, I'm optimistic uh in my eschatology. Look at the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And and my mind goes, Yeah, bad stuff happens. Bad stuff has always happened. Yeah, and will happen. There's never been a time <laughs> when bad things did not occur after the fall. That's right. And so until death has been defeated, defeated, yep. bad things are going to happen. Right? What does a man of God do? He 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 uh deals with what's placed in front of him. He does it through reliance and 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 dependence on Christ, and he does it with a smile on his face, not an artificial smile, not a not a a, a mask, but one of genuine, genuine enjoyment. Yes, uh, I I got a I got a church member who's just going through this hard hard time. I mean, it's a very difficult time, and he he was uh, complaining's not the right word, but but. He was uh, venting. There you go. That's probably a better yeah, word. Yep. We know what that means. And uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, there is a difference. I mean, venting is like, man, I, I just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Where complaining is like, that stupid hussy. You know? Yeah. Um. So, um, and, and I said, I said, and this is after other counseling, right? This, yeah. this wasn't the first thing off my mind. But I said, uh, look, man. You need to quit looking at this and being victimized by it. You're only a victim because this is the way you're looking at it. Right. Um, you, you need to look at your victories. Well, it's hard when you're constantly getting beat up. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. But you've had victories. You've had victories, and all I hear is the complaints of the the yeah. the, the failures. Um, and as Christians, we should be very much, uh, you know, hand on a trial or a hammer building, and a hand on a sword defending, at the same time. No, no looking back. Yeah, and, and 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 when the soldiers decide to shoot, launch errors. Errors. That's the country accent. I'm sorry. Well, arrows. Yeah, and errors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, both. <laughs> Over the wall that you're working on and building, there's a part of you that thinks, I've been itching for a fight. Mm-hmm. And 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 enjoy the 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 battle that God's placed before you. We don't do that. We don't do that. And there you know, when you read the Psalms, I mean, you know, David got beat up. There's Psalms. He always went back to Christ. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that everything that happens, you should be like, I'm just happy, you know. Yeah. But 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 there is a joy there. There is a joy because you're not doing it. So the the, the you should live a life that where the, an arrow hits you. It wasn't, it's not because they hate you. It's because they hate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you get to take an arrow for Christ, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God I got to take an arrow for Christ. Right? And so in Christmas, bringing this back to Christmas, this is the same way we ought to. And so every time the world goes, uh, Christmas is actually a pagan holiday, we ought to go, ha, okay, uh, let's have a conversation. All right, it's pagan. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to pretend to be able to take you serious for a second. All right, pagan, all right. It ain't no more. 
<laughs> belongs to Christ. <laughs> it belongs to Christ. Uh, but, 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 Sal, you know you. I don't care. The king has come to the earth. That's right. And he's ruling from his throne. That's right. I don't care about your paganism. <laughs> My king owns the planet. What's your king have? Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and just Amen. enjoy it. Amen. Enjoy, enjoy Amen. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Mer- Christmas, man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, 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 and a happy New Year's. <laughs> New Year's is a pagan holiday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the New Year belongs to Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. The new year belongs to Christ. Amen. Nato said Trump couldn't get elected in so and so state. Trump owns Trump. I mean, Trump. God. God owns Trump. Trump owns Trump. Trump owns Trump. But God's own, God owns both of God them. owns Trump. <laughs> God owns those judges. God owns that state. That's right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. We, we've got to go to Isaiah. Right. We've got to. Isaiah right. 9. Because what does it say? Right. What does it say after it talks about prophesies the virgin birth? Right. Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. A his name shall be called Wonderful man. Counselor, Mighty God, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Merry Christmas, David. Man alive, we <laughs> worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and this is his birth where we're celebrating his birthday, where he came into the world so that we may be set free because of the blood spilled on the cross. Amen. Thanks for watching. You can find us at Man Alive in Christ. YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Gmail. Gmail. Man Alive in Christ at gmail.com.